big story last week, troubling story, concerning story. Um, police have laid multiple charges against uh, an Edmonton man, 37-year-old Christopher Becks, in what they say is an extreme case of sex trafficking. Now, seven charges have been filed to this point, but police say it's very likely there could be many, many, many more charges to come, and many more victims that they are hoping to hear from. To tell us uh, about this case in particular and where they think it might go, uh, Staff Sergeant Christopher Hayes of the Alberta Law Enforcement Response Team, or ALERT. Um, Staff, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me. So this is being described as an extreme case. Uh, You think there could be many more women out there, potential victims here? Yeah, that's right, Shay. Our investigations have led us to believe there could be upwards of um, 20 to 30 more victims that we haven't been able to identify yet. Um, What are we talking about here? What did the investigation reveal? What exactly did you find out was going on and led to the charges that were laid last week? This investigation came to light in October of 2022, and uh, it it came to light after a survivor of human trafficking approached the CEASE, which is the Centre to End All Sexual Exploitation. With um, to tell her story, and in connection with CEASE, she was able to be connected to the alert human trafficking team. Uh, we conducted our investigation and learned that this individual, Christopher Becks, was targeting uh, different members from the vulnerable community within Edmonton and Calgary and then exploiting them. Uh, he was luring them into his, um, I'll say care for lack of better words, or custody with the promise of food, shelter, drugs, and other things in order to um, get them away from their community and then then um, exploited them uh, sexually for his own personal gain. So that it was for his own personal gain? Or when we talk about human trafficking, was prostitution involved exactly? What, 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 what was the end result here? Yeah, sorry, when I say his own personal gain, I mean uh, financially. he would benefit financially yeah. from them. But yes, he, he, um, he definitely uh, benefited financially from them by... Uh, putting them into uh, situations where they're exploited sexually, uh, whether it be prostitution or um, um, escorting, that right. type of thing. So, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, all the charges laid so far, seven of them, all relate to one woman in particular. I assume, like you say, that's because she came forward and you are hopeful that more will in light of this? Yeah, you're correct. All those seven charges so far in in response to one survivor. Since our first media release, we've had um, seven different uh, individuals come forward uh, to alert in order to tell us their story. They want to connect with us to um, provide additional information and provide a witness statement and file a report against Mr. Becks. Um, you know, you, you mentioned uh, when the news release came out last week and the story broke, you know, these these the victims were targeted because they were vulnerable. There there was a benefit, uh, it's alleged, to Bex because of the fact that they were vulnerable, right? It makes it less likely that they'll report it to start, correct? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, Mr. Bex was, um, he was targeting, the people he was targeting was because they were vulnerable. They had addiction issues. They had mental health issues. Um, they were living on the streets, and and he used that to his advantage to target them, to get them away from their community, away from their comfort zone. Um, it was easier for him to lure them because 
um, you know, people living on the streets, we, you offer them some yeah. food, and of course they're gonna they're gonna jump at that option. Or shelter, you know, come stay in my hotel room instead of your tent. Of course they're gonna do that. Uh, it's a it's almost a survival thing. And this was happening to women, not just in Edmonton, right? I mean, this goes much. I mean, this is a provincial issue. We know if if not for this case, many other cases, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. He was he was taking women from Edmonton to Calgary, women from we believe women from Calgary to Edmonton. He was exploiting them there. Um, again, that all went hand in hand with removing them from their community, removing them from any support that they had, uh, getting them away from um, from their community in order to uh, maintain that control over them. Now, this case gets headlines for obvious reasons. You know, we're talking about twenty, thirty possible victims, um, but. There are many, many more cases. This is a growing problem in our province, isn't it? I wouldn't say it's a growing problem. There's more awareness for it. Sure, uh, okay. It's been going along. It's been happening for um, for a long time. Um, but there's more awareness. There's more people working to support survivors. There's more awareness regarding human trafficking. And that's why it's becoming um, more prevalent and, and uh we're lucky for that. For victims, for people who, who have been victimized uh, um, by this, when you talk about reporting the crimes, it's not just about reporting the crimes and catching the perpetrator, right? It's, in some instances, an avenue to support for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. The support for the, for the survivors is the key um, thing for, for them for, and for us because we need them to be supported and to... Um, see that there is a way out in order for them to report to us. They're not going to provide us with a statement unless um, they know that they're going to be safe and there's supports for them. Uh, it, it's a very traumatic experience that they've gone through, and unless uh, they can see a way out, they're not going to give us their statement. And that's truly that's what we need as police, is we need their statement, we need their story in order to hold these traffickers accountable. Um, if, you know, if this gets to somebody who is a, a victim of, you know, this guy or a- anybody else, uh, what's the best way? Uh, how do they get in touch with you? What's the best way of, you know, reporting what they, what's going on for them? Um, there's, there's a few different ways. The best, um, if, if they're comfortable going straight to police, the best way is just to call police um, okay. and tell them that... The, tell them their story. They will be connected with our uh, the alert human trafficking team and we will take over the investigation. We will investigate to the, um, the full abilities that we are able to. If they don't feel comfortable coming to police right away, uh, there's multiple community partners. We work very closely with CEASE, which is the Center to End All Sexual Exploitation. Uh, they can contact CEASE and CEASE can support them. CEASE can work with us to um, make sure that uh, anything they need is uh, that is taken care of and and put them in contact with the detectives to investigate um, we also have a, a position uh, about two years ago alert partnered with cease with reach Edmonton and with Catholic social services to um, get some money from the federal government to create a civilian position within alert so there's a civilian position it's called a safety network coordinator on both the north and south alert teams that works with the team and with community partners to help facilitate this support and help facilitate the, um, the the survivors coming forward to police. Staff Sergeant, I appreciate your work and I appreciate you joining us here today. Thanks so much. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.